Hey everyone, welcome to the College Podcast. I'm Caleb Hickson, the College Director here at the Paradox Church, and in today's episode, I'm joined by Faith Brown as we discuss spiritual warfare. All right, guys, thanks for joining us today. Uh, like I said, I have Faith Brown with me. Hello, Faith. Hello, Caleb. Thank hello, you. college students. Yes, hello, college students. To you guys out there, the real heroes. <laughs> uh, thanks for hopping on. So yeah. uh, people don't know this, but literally you were sitting there doing your work, and I was like, hey, I'm going to go record a podcast. Do you want to join me? And you said, yes. Yeah. So thank you for, for being flexible, willing to, to hop on and get to serve our college students in this way. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's a, it is an honor that, that you would do it. And so I'm really, really grateful. So thank, thank you. you. Thanks uh, for having me. Maybe give us a little bit of background. Who are you? What do you do on staff? And why are you passionate about this topic? Yeah. So uh, like Caleb said, my name is Faith Brown. I'm the director of operations here at The Paradox. Um, I know and love a lot of you already and hope I get to um, meet the rest of you. Um, I, when I first came to the paradox, probably, I don't know, it was so long ago now, like seven or eight years ago, I had been in a season of a lot of spiritual warfare, didn't grow up knowing what spiritual warfare was, went through spiritual warfare with, uh, Ryan Keeney, who was a pastor here at the time. Now he's pastoring, uh, Grace Church in Benbrook, but, um, it was very life-changing for me and, um, learned a lot of stuff that I had just never heard before. And I was at that time um, college age. Yeah. So it was super influential time. And then, uh, once I got hired on staff, as I was working for AJ Hamilton, um, got to be a part of a lot of spiritual warfare counseling yeah. and learn a lot from him. And it was, um, just really cool because growing up, I had never been taught those things. Right. Yeah. We often aren't taught spiritual, what spiritual warfare is like. We might hear the term, we might reference it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may even think that we have a decent idea of spiritual warfare, but when it comes down to it, most people that I have seen, uh, don't really know how to engage in spiritual warfare. Yeah. Um, and, and so really, uh, what kind of brought this topic up today was, uh, every Tuesday morning, we have a prayer meeting on staff, uh, together and we were praying for you, the people, uh, our our church. And, uh, we just started, uh, we felt led from the spirit to start praying for you guys in your fight against spiritual warfare and started, uh, being, we felt led to, to pray for you guys in in that regard. And, And as we're, we're praying these things, I just, I just felt like the Lord was saying, Hey, um, we need to do a podcast f- on spiritual warfare for our students because also too, like I've just been having a lot of conversations very recently with students on this very topic. And so um, mm-hmm. with this podcast, the hope of this is that this podcast would be a um, a resource of uh, a library of resources. And so what better way to then just like uh, capture this, this resource than hopping on with Faith Brown. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So uh, Faith, Really quickly, like um, most people, I would I would assume most people when when they think of spiritual warfare, they're thinking of the big like demonic, mm-hmm. like physical manifestation type stuff that we hear about from missionaries overseas. Yeah, and yet there's another side of spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. So a lot of it we were talking about this before we started recording is the lies that we believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you even said a lot of times we just think we're lying to ourselves, which is true. Obviously, the environment we grow up in and um, the world, like we learn um, 
we learn our own lies to tell ourselves that we yeah. believe. But I think we don't attribute um, that to the enemy enough, that yeah. he is always lying to us. He right. always is trying to convince us of what's um, not true or taking really biblical truths and twisting them into a lie so that those yes. are even harder to yes. identify because there is some truth to it, but he's twisted it to make it into a lie. And those are like the hardest to identify. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it happens for all of us. Yeah. We're all constantly like having to fight lies from yeah. the enemy. Yeah. So John eight forty four uh, calls Satan the father of lies. Mm-hmm. And, and, and because I think the, the reason why I want to start here is because I think this is so important that we recognize spiritual warfare isn't just the big physical manifestations, although it is. And yeah. those things are still happening today in America, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we can't, we can't uh, deny that that stuff is still going on today. But, but what I would argue is the most effective scheme of the devil is, is lies. Mm-hmm. It's little, subtle, everyday lies that go unchecked and that build up over time to the point to where now you've internalized those things as things that you believe about yourself. Yeah, they become your identity. Absolutely. They isolate you and separate you from community. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so and so that's what we're going to talk about today is one, how do we recognize the lies? Mm-hmm. And then two, how do we fight them? Because yeah. if, if Ephesians 6 is correct and that we are not uh, battling against flesh and blood, but we are, we are at war against the rulers and authorities and cosmic powers over the present age, then, then we have got to recognize our role in spiritual warfare and, and then be equipped on how to actually fight it. Yeah. So um, real quick, let's just, let's just first start, start talking about how to recognize these lies. When you talk with people, when you're, you're counseling others, when friends are even just talking to you, what are some of the red flags that kind of come up in your mind when you hear people talking to you? You're like, oh, oh, I don't know. That, that yep. kind of feels like that one was a lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the biggest thing is when it's producing shame. Yeah. And like, I think even Christians sometimes they'll confuse guilt or shame with conviction, mm-hmm. but there's a huge difference. What's the, what's the difference there? How would you define that? So, well, the biggest thing is conviction leads you closer to the Lord, leads yeah. you to worship, leads yeah. you to experience grace, and shame is going to turn you inward. It's going to make yes. you um, draw away from the Lord. It's yeah. going to make you want to hide from community. Right. Um, it's just like the end result is the complete opposite. Yes. And so when I hear um, people talking and like it's obvious that it's shame, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, that. it's probably from the enemy because mm-hmm. obviously shame never comes from the Lord. Maybe that's not obvious, but if you don't know that, shame never comes from the Lord yeah, right. ever. So if you're feeling shame, you can count on, hey, this is not from the Lord. Yeah, and it's not it's not leading me closer to him. It's actually making me afraid to approach him. Yes, And that's a pretty big indicator that the enemy's lying to you. Yes, yeah, shame is... Being spoken shame to is outside of the character of God. And so you can be certain that anytime you are feeling shame, when you are feeling like something is is shaming you, that's not Jesus mm-hmm. speaking to you. We know in Romans 8, Paul says that there is no condemnation for yep. those who are in Christ Jesus. Exactly. And so if you're feeling shame, if you're feeling condemned, man, that's a huge red flag that that's a lie from the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I, I also have noticed in a lot of our students is that um, when when this sense of shame is confused with con- conviction, typically, and, and maybe you've seen this as well, typically shame is broad and general, mm-hmm. and conviction from the Holy Spirit is very specific. specific. Yep. Exactly. And so if, if it's just this general sense of like, ah, I just feel like a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I am the worst. 
and it's not it's not a specific well here's here's why here's what you have done here's here's the way in which you have sinned against someone that you can then repent of then that's an amazing flag that says actually this this might not be from the lord yeah so if you're if you're thinking through these things in your life and you're and you're like listening to this are there things that you believe about yourself that are causing you to feel shameful mm-hmm. chances are that's a lie from the enemy yeah yeah okay so so then um what else is there any other ones i've got ones i know you weren't prepared for this yeah so I've you, got ones. you you tell you say one next and yeah, then we'll yeah. trade maybe cool so um so typically for me i i feel a lot of the time whenever i'm i'm starting to hear lies believe lies um, oftentimes it is it they're they're either playing off of my existing fears, mm-hmm. my my own self doubt, and then a lot of the times it's using second person language. So yeah. if I'm honest, like while I'm hearing these things, the first initial thought that I hear is usually you are going to mm-hmm. insert whatever here. instead of I right yep. instead of I and and I don't talk to myself in the second person. I don't know about <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Most people don't. I, I yeah. maybe if I'm feeling fancy, we'll go third person, but usually it's first person yeah. in my inner monologue. <laughs> and so and so a huge one for me is when I'm starting to hear you. It's are an accusation. This. It's an accusation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you have you experienced that as well? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, personally and when talking to people, and I think that's definitely when you were saying like the red mm-hmm. flags. Mm-hmm. When you ask people, okay, what are you hearing? What are you feeling? Mm-hmm. And they have those specific phrases like i'll always ask is there something specific that you hear a lot yeah and a lot of times those phrases are you Mm -hmm. and not i Mm -hmm. and that normally is a huge indicator Mm -hmm. that that is the enemy yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's the you're not good enough Mm -hmm. you don't measure up yeah you're not valued here they don't want you God doesn't want you. Like it's mm-hmm. it's those things that that you hear. That the first one that you hear is the you language. But then when it becomes when you when it goes unchecked, then that's when it can turn. And this is the the issue that I get into a lot of times with students too. Is like when I'll ask that question. Oftentimes they've listened and heard this lie for so long that, like I said, they've internalized it, and now it's become a, I'm not wanted here. Yeah. I I, I don't belong. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not whatever mm-hmm. and and but it starts with a, a you accusation that then over time when we've internalized it, it then becomes that self-speak that yeah. we we get confused oftentimes with mm-hmm. the enemy yeah so if you're hearing accusations if, if it's second person uh then man uh, especially like it's an accusation if it's a you're loved and you're my child you are a son you're a daughter then yeah that's the holy spirit when we when we take the the language and the thoughts that we're hearing we uh we weigh it against scripture mm-hmm. if it doesn't measure up then it's not from the lord yeah so absolutely uh what else do you got any others yeah i mean when you're talking about um how it becomes like you end up taking that language on and then it becomes internalized mm-hmm. I just think a lot of times people, when they're experiencing spiritual warfare, feel stuck or hopeless. Yeah. And it's like, there's not this, um, they feel like this is, they've accepted, this is just how it's going to be for the yeah. rest of their life. Yeah. And I think the enemy, that's like one of the main ways he lies to us is to keep us um, hopeless, to mm-hmm. not like pray for deliverance, mm-hmm. to not um, seek healing, mm-hmm. just like accept this, whatever the situation is, yeah. as like, this is what it's going to be like yeah. to live. Um, as a Christian in a broken world, when there's, that's what I was talking about when he takes like truths and twists them to lies. Of course, there's going to be brokenness living in this world until Mm -hmm. we're, you know, brought face to face with Jesus. Mm -hmm. But 
I think we have way more ability to be free in the Lord than we realize yes. or that we pursue because we just kind of like lay down and take it. Absolutely, yeah. And and I think that actually leads into our uh, the next section that I want to get into on how to fight it so well is because we... Uh, one of the tactics of the enemy is to try to keep us from fighting it. Yeah. It's to try and keep us from exercising the authority that we have in Jesus over him. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, when we hear these things, then he's also going to say, he's also going to try and lead us into this hopelessness, this helplessness, yep. this this place of like even just doubting whether or not you have authority over Jesus, mm-hmm. or not over Jesus, you have authority in Jesus yes. over the enemy. It's because what the the only authority that the enemy has over us is what we grant it it's 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 what we allow for it to have mm-hmm. and so if if he can keep us from exercising that authority that we have then of, of course we're we're going to just continue to spiral into that yeah. helplessness yeah we just like it becomes normal yes we just normalize it yes when we shouldn't be yeah yeah, absolutely. And I, w- I want to share a story uh, later on about once we talk about how to fight this, about even just in the moment hearing for myself personally, an example of, of like experiencing very uh, specific uh, spiritual warfare. And then mm-hmm. in that moment, even feeling like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. And so so yeah. remind me to come back to that. Okay. Uh, but let's talk quickly, not quickly, actually, I want to I want to really hone in on this on how to fight spiritual warfare, because I think this is the part, the key issue in spiritual warfare that so many people are, are just ill-equipped in. Mm-hmm. And it's, guys, if, if you if you haven't haven't been taught this, then like, how, how, how are you supposed to, how are you expected then to, to fight it? And so I want to, I want to teach you guys. I'm reminded so many, so much when I use that example or, or that phrasing of a time when I was in high school and I put way too much oil in my car and like, I literally put like like three gallons of oil in my car. And yeah, obviously like my car then immediately started like acting way worse. And my dad began to yell at me, like how could I put that much oil in? And I was like, because you never taught me dad. Yeah. I didn't know you weren't supposed to do that. And so I just thought I'll put a ton of oil in it so I don't have to do this again in a month. (laughs) It's terrible. But that's a really good point. We don't know what we don't know. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So then how to fight. Um, Luke 10, we have a story, the story of Jesus sending out the 72 disciples and they come back um, and the 72 return. It's Luke 10 says this, uh, the 72 return with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Mm-hmm. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So so big picture here, Jesus wants us to be rejoicing that our names are written in heaven, but what we can't miss too is that he has given us, he's given believers authority over, over Satan, over the enemy. Uh, and so like I said before, the only authority the enemy has over you is what you grant it because we have been given authority mm-hmm. by Jesus. Um, and then James 4, 7, uh, James says to resist the devil and he will flee from you. Um, oftentimes, I think that this passage of scripture is almost interpreted as you just kind of like hold up underneath the attacks of the enemy. Yes. And if I can just withstand it and just hold on and, and bear it for long enough, then the, somehow the devil will flee us. But in reality, the, the language there of, of 
resist the devil is an active language. It's not uh, talking about just just bearing it. It's 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 uh, in the same way that you would have a resistance against mm-hmm. a government. It is an active uh, attack against the devil. Uh, so, so we know that we've get, been given authority. We know that we're supposed to be on the offensive against the enemy. And then we see in in the book of Jude, uh, verse nine, where there's this story of Michael, the archangel, contending with Satan over the body of Moses that I still have no real understanding or a clue why yeah. they're doing this, but but it's it's in the book of Jude and he talks about it. And, and the point that, that he makes is that, that Michael cannot overcome Satan until he says, the Lord rebuke you. Mm. And then Satan leaves him. And so so we've, we've been given authority. We're, we're called to be offensive in our resistance of the enemy and and we know that that we can exercise the name of the lord to rebuke the enemy Mm -hmm. this is how we fight this is how we engage in spiritual warfare is that we we use our authority given to us by jesus Mm -hmm. to rebuke the enemy in the name of the lord yep have you Talk to me about just like your own experience with that. Have you do you have any stories where that's been the case? Yeah, I mean, I think like I was saying when I came to Paradox, mm-hmm. I was experiencing a lot of spiritual warfare, and a, a ton of it was lies. A ton of it was you know mental health stuff that mm-hmm. was like spiritual and not like a chemical imbalance at my in my yeah. brain at the time. It was very like spiritual depression, yeah, and um, feeling very distant from the Lord, and then also experiencing some more of the like crazy stuff mm-hmm. that you know we haven't really talked about sure um but just like i felt like there was just something attached to me all the time sure and so i had never heard the language and when you're talking about this is how we we rebuke the enemy in the name of jesus you're talking about like actually saying those words actually saying and so, those like words. saying like i rebuke you in the name of jesus yes. you have to go in the name yes. of jesus leave yes. and don't come back in mm-hmm. the name of jesus and i had just never heard that language before right. and so being taught to even no, just say those words mm-hmm. out loud when mm-hmm. you're experiencing attack, whether it's a lie or whether it's you know feeling oppression from a demon or mm-hmm. anything in between. Yeah, being able to like actually use my words. Yeah, like that's what we say. You know, that's what the Bible says when we talk about the gospel. We we like preach the gospel by saying the words. Right, and it's the same when we're like rebuking the enemy. Yeah, we fight against him by saying the words. Yeah, and so I just. It definitely changed my life. And I just felt like I had a tool now. Right. Like instead of just laying there at night, you know, wide awake, afraid, yeah. because I wow. was like feeling mm-hmm. a presence in my room that mm-hmm. was evil, then I was able to say, like, say something to it, tell it to go away yeah. in the name of Jesus and experience relief yeah. and be able to go to sleep and not be afraid. Yeah. And so I think. It's, it sounds really simple to just like say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. But I think so many people need to be told like, no, that's a tool to yeah. use. And like, that's what God calls us to do. Like you were talking about, uh, to be on the offensive. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a tool to use and it, it is simple, but it's also complex in, the, in, in like how it actually comes out. Yeah. Because like you're talking about laying in bed, feeling this presence, I'm sure that it wasn't just like this, oh, logical thought process, I feel this, therefore I must do this, yeah. and now it is gone. But rather, it's it's in the moment you're experiencing these feelings, you're experiencing uh, this attack from mm-hmm. the enemy, and then you, if you are able to acknowledge the fact that it is spiritual warfare, that it is an attack from the enemy, then all of a sudden there's fear. 
that, oh, well, what if I say the Lord rebuke you and the enemy doesn't leave? Yeah. What if, what if I, what if, what if this doesn't work for me? Mm-hmm. Does that mean that I'm not saved? Does that mean that God's not real? Does that mean there's something wrong with me? All of a sudden, then it becomes the, a little mind game. Even that in and of itself yes. is spiritual, spiritual warfare. warfare. Mm-hmm. And so the, the story that I was uh, referencing earlier uh, it's just such a great example of this. Of um, it was a couple months after my 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 daughter Mackie had just been born, and we had put her to bed, uh, and I was I was laying down to sleep, and as soon as my head hit the pillow, I got this vision of Mackie as an adult, um, and some terrible things were happening to her. Mm-hmm. Very vivid, very just like immediate, and I like it was one of those things where it, this is not coming from my brain. Yeah, this is not something that I would ever want to think about Mm -hmm. and yet it was the most like clear thing and i immediately knew this is a this is an attack from the enemy and 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 so i knew that okay i'm I'm being attacked from the enemy i need to rebuke the enemy Mm -hmm. and then it was i had the thought well do you really need to rebuke the enemy i mean you're pretty tired you could probably just go to sleep do you actually need to do it and and so then i went back and forth in this tennis match of like rebuke the enemy no don't actually rebuke the enemy and then i finally just was like no i just have to do it yeah and as soon as i said in the name of jesus stop lying to me stop giving me these thoughts Mm -hmm. get out of my head and go away yeah peace Mm -hmm. came right over me the 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 visions of my daughter were gone the the tennis match that was happening in my head wasn't happening anymore Mm -hmm. and i was able to lay down thank the lord for his protection of me and go to sleep yeah it's incredible and and that's but that's what happens i would dare say almost every single time we try to exercise our mm-hmm. authority as believers this enemy wants to try to do whatever he can to convince us not to do that yeah because of course like if you know that that person has authority over you you're going to try to convince them not to use that authority yeah kayla what would you say um to the college students who maybe um are experiencing spiritual warfare and they have rebuke the enemy over and over and over again and feel like it's not getting them anywhere like mm-hmm. what encouragement would you give them to mm-hmm. like keep fighting the enemy yeah yeah so that's a that's a good thing because uh, i think a lot of times we will believe even the lie from the enemy that mm-hmm. once we've rebuked him once then we're good yeah and he's gone yeah and yet we know that that the enemy can come back around and yep. uh and we 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 have to continue to exercise that authority mm-hmm. over them not uh, only can come back around, but is always looking to find another yes. place to come back to, yes. to oppress or torment or yes. lie yeah. to you. Scripture uh, calls calls enemy uh, describes him like a roaring lion mm-hmm. seeking whom he can devour. Yeah, and so yes, you have authority to rebuke the enemy, and you can have deliverance from the enemy. But but just because you've done it once doesn't mean that that you're good now forever. Yeah. Because at some point in time, the enemy is going to try to get back in. Mm-hmm. And, and because because we are not battling against flesh and blood, but we're yeah. in a war against a actual spiritual realm. Yep. This our life is war. Mm-hmm. We're not in peacetime, and yeah. so just because you've rebuked the enemy once, just because you've won a battle, doesn't mean that you've won the war. Yeah, 
And so now we've got to go back into more battles. Mm-hmm. And so my, my encouragement to them would be to to stand firm in your faith yeah. uh, and, and to to continue to, to exercise the authority you have over the enemy. And then to if, if it becomes something to where you are you are weary in the fight, mm-hmm. bring your brothers and sisters yes. into it so and good. allow for them to be able to uh, to fight with you, fight yeah. alongside of you to to literally carry your burdens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we should be rebuking the enemy on behalf of of our brothers and sisters yes. and, and battling with them in that. And so I would say too, if you are if you are in that place where you've been feeling like, man, I've been doing this on my own for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like invite, invite your community into it and let mm-hmm. them battle with you. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, Satan wants you to be isolated in it. Mm-hmm. And so if you're feeling weary or discouraged um, with the lies or whatever it is, tell somebody and let them yeah. let them be in it with you. Yeah, with the lies, with the, um, with even just like you're talking about other other manifestations of mm-hmm. spiritual warfare. If if going to sleep at night is hard for you, if yeah. it's difficult, um, if if you get just like this wave of discouragement mm-hmm. out of nowhere, yeah, uh, those those things habitual sin that you just yeah. can't mm-hmm. break that mm-hmm. just keeps like you want to so bad, but. <clears throat> excuse me, it just like keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, that's can be spiritual warfare too, feeling like enslaved to your sin. Like yeah. that's not from the Lord. Yeah. And like mine even started, you know, I was 18. I just was, a, I was afraid of the dark all of a sudden. Yeah. I was like, I'm an 18 year old. I've never like been fearful of like going to bed alone at night. And now all of a sudden I'm afraid of my room mm-hmm. and for it to be dark. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't know what spiritual warfare was. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just crazy, mm. you know? And so if it's something like that, that yeah. just doesn't make sense and doesn't add up, that's probably an indicator. Yeah, I mean, you even think about like the that thought of, I'm just crazy. Yeah, that's what I told myself for three years. Yeah, I mean, is that something that Jesus would tell you? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. not. And, but, but we we hear those things and then we are very quick to internalize them mm-hmm. as no, I'm just, I'm just crazy. This yeah. is, I'm a This isn't bit, real. Yeah. I'm just making mm-hmm. this up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, I want to, I want to quickly, um, as we close this topic, um, I want to do two things. I want to address one. Um, I think that it is good to recite scripture. It is good to, to, to sing songs in yes. the middle of battle. I just think that that's not enough Mm -hmm. that is not exercising your authority over uh over over the enemy um in in the same way right so so i think i think a lot of people um who have not uh been equipped in this think that okay when i experience spiritual warfare i just need to recite scripture and yeah Yeah. that's great i I love that um but but we we do have authority we can rebuke the enemy and we we ought to do that and the example that I use, I don't know, uh, AJ has has another one uh, that, that you're welcome to share, but the one that, that I t- typically use with our students, because a lot of the students I deal with are girls, uh, and this this usually resonates with them, where, uh, where it, it would be like you going and babysitting somebody else's kids, mm-hmm. and the parents have given you a list of rules that they're to follow. And they have now entrusted you and given you the authority to enforce those rules over the kids. One of the rules could be, hey, no TV time after lunch. Lunch comes, lunch goes, kids start sitting down and watch TV. If you were to only say, hey guys, uh, rules say no TV time. And the kids are like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, r- r- look right here on the rule chart. It says yeah. no TV time mm-hmm. after lunch. That's word for word, guys. 
right here, rule number three, page two, right? Like you, you simply reciting the rules back to them does not then exercise your authority yeah. that you've been given to carry out those rules until you go and grab the remote and you say, mom and dad said no rules, we're turning the TV off and we're getting ready for naps. Yeah. When you exercise the authority, you then now are able to take take the scripture, take the the truths that you know, and apply them by rebuking the enemy. Yeah, I think that's great, and that is scripture. That yeah. is like scripture based. Yeah. So I think just um, like when I think about Jesus, like fighting demons when he was here on earth with mm-hmm. us, he wasn't equipping. He wasn't saying like, I'm gonna recite this verse. He was telling mm-hmm. the demon to flee. Yeah. He was telling him, go away yes. in my name. Come out. Yeah, and so it just makes sense that if we, if Jesus is mm-hmm. our model, mm-hmm. why would we not fight demons the same way he did? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, guys, so um, thank you, Faith, for this conversation. Yeah. Uh, if, if you guys are listening and you have some more questions, uh, go ahead and send me an email, send Faith an email, uh, DM us on Instagram. Yeah. We'd love to, to continue this conversation with you as we fight spiritual warfare. Again, remember, like we are in war, and mm-hmm. so this is not going to end. Uh, and so be encouraged to stand firm in your faith, to yes. fight the good fight, and to endure alongside of your brothers and sisters. So good. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Faith, thanks for taking the time to do this. Yes, uh, I hope that you guys are encouraged. And uh, God bless. Yeah, we love y'all. recording okay so don't say anything dumb <laughs> okay <laughs> that's a lot of pressure I for know. me <laughs> I know. i'm glad that you looked at me like that because you knew i could tell i yeah. could see it on your face <laughs> yeah